Okay, 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 okay. Hi, I'm Stacy, and I live in Chicago, Illinois. Hi, I'm Devin, and I live in Knoxville, Tennessee. We're, We're best, best friends! friends. <laughs> we started this weekly podcast to hold each other accountable? Yes, Devin, accountable around health and wellness. Welcome, Welcome to, to Weekly Money Time. Time. Stacy, Devin, that is a very big wine glass you have there. <laughs> yes, I had to show you that because um, you wanted to little... explain to me why by the end of the episode you wouldn't be able to actually <laughs> talk in complete sentences. I get That's it. Right. I get it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> understandable that's uh so is that like half a bottle in that one glass yes it is which actually is a testament (laughs) to the size of my wine glass that i can fit half of a bottle but it almost looks comical you know like those things that you see on uh facebook or whatever where it's like yeah the doctor said i could have one glass of wine a day and and the person has like a fishbowl i mean exactly that's, that's almost you. what I have here. It is that is exactly what you have there. What do you mean? <laughs> yeah. It's well, almost. That's exactly what you have. <laughs> like, I go to pick it up, and it is top-heavy enough that I am worried it's going to tip over. Like, that's how heavy it is. <laughs> that's what she said. <laughs> but I... Uh. But I <laughs> <laughs> ding, Yep. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Um... I wanted enough wine to make it through the episode. That's why I like red wine, because you don't have to worry about it getting warm, you know? You just put it in the glass That's true. and you're good to go. That is true. That is, I like that about red wine as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I am not drinking web, red wine. Red, web wine. Web red wine. Red I am red drinking, wine. I'm drinking a White Claw hard seltzer. Oh. Raspberry. Raspberry so, flavored. So did you drink red, White Claw before coming to Chicago? Or did no. you also discover it in Chicago? <laughs> it's a, it was a Chicago carryover. Yeah. We, so after, after that night, we went out and bought the White Claw Variety Pack, and we yes. love it. We love it. No, yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. I tried to get Thomas to drink it, but he said no. But isn't it low carb? He just it doesn't is. want to be trendy. Like, yeah, yeah, probably. It's too, it's, too, uh, it's too trendy. It's too hipster yep. for him. Yep, that's right. He, he was drinking. He was drinking hard seltzer water before anybody else mm, was. Mm-hmm. Actually, he just prefers to actually put alcohol, hard alcohol, in his seltzer water, and so oh, okay. he doesn't really understand the point of this. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Which I, which I guess makes a certain amount of sense. Yeah. Well, it's just at this point convenience, I guess. You know, like yeah. you could just pick it up and go instead of having to mix it and have another alcohol. Right. Yeah. I see White Claw as a good steady state drink, like. Get a steady. little drunk beforehand and then drink White Claw to keep you steady. Oh, this is your maintaining. You're yes, your maintaining, maintaining drink. Yes. I see. Yep. Yes. Yep. I'm cool with that. Yeah. I get this. Because I don't think I could drink it fast enough to actually get tipsy off of it. Because yeah, of the, well, maybe because of the bubbles. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. maybe. Yeah. I, I have, but... Uh... <laughs> Um, but it's me. So I was actually, I think I'm already like halfway through this and we've only just started. So All I'm right. going to have to, at some point, take a yeah. break and go get another one. So That's fine. Should have... <laughs> Sorry. There's been an episode where I've been like, keep talking. I'm going to get another drink. And That's I'm right. Like, yeah. So yeah. You know what? You do you, Devin. That's right. I'll do. I'll see. We'll see how far we get. Yeah. Yeah. So. 
Um, oh my god, it has been a week. I have been sick, which is why we have delayed recording. Yeah. Um, and but I'm feeling much better now. And actually, it's really funny because I had like this weird cold congestion thing, and I was feeling mm-hmm. crappy for like several days. Yeah. And then Sunday night, um, I had to uh, grade a whole bunch of papers. And I finally decided, fuck it, I'm just going to drink. Because <laughs> I'd been avoiding, I'd have been avoiding drinking, really. Yeah. Um, and so I drank a lot of wine. And then Kai woke up at like 1230, which was right as I was going to bed. So I didn't even get Ooh. any sleep. <laughs> so, Yikes. And then she stayed up all night. Um, so I got like two hours of fitful sleep. Uh, and then in the morning, I felt great. <laughs> <laughs> that makes no sense. No so sense. apparently I just needed to get tipsy off of wine, have to deal with a with a baby that's awake all night, don't sleep, and then I'm fine. Like, yeah. I, I just had to, like, shock it out of my system or something. Maybe. I don't know. I work with a guy who swears that uh, the way you fix an illness is to drink a whole bunch of screwdrivers because it's orange juice. You know, so it's like you get the vitamin C from the orange juice and then you... And then you knock you, yourself out with the alcohol. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You just drink a whole yeah. bunch of, like, this is a remedy. And I'm like, okay, whatever. I mean, you know, if that, if that's what works, that's what works. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Who am I? Who am I to say? Yeah. Speaking of sickness, um, well, first I've had this weird, um, well, actually first, first, I didn't actually say what I was drinking. I said red wine, but oh, I do okay. want to say that I'm drinking that friends.red blend that Yay! I got. Yeah. Uh, it is a Sonoma County wine, so it's Devon Grapes approved. approved. Yes. And, <laughs> yes. And it's a mix of Merlot, Zinfandel, and Syrah. And it's actually really good. I really like it. So I will buy again. Excellent. Yeah. Yay. Um, so well, that's second for first. two, because you really liked the, uh, you liked the llama <gasps> yes. too, right? Yes. So, yay. Yeah. Yeah. So awesome. I'm, I, so far I am on board with your I, um, grape strategy. I was going to say, I just need to come and like pick out one for you more often. Like, yes, that's yes, what... exactly. <laughs> so I need you to be my personal wine need, consultant. And this is what you need. Uh-huh. So we went to, they have alcohol stores here called Benny's, B-I-N-N-Y apostrophe S. And okay. So we went there last weekend and just stocked up. Like we bought like five bottles of wine. We bought the White Claw. We bought the, um, like a, two different variety, six packs of beer, um, I don't, I don't know. I don't remember if we bought any hard liquor, but I think we already had a, a collection of different various hard liquors, but yeah, we yeah. just stocked up. So it's like, <laughs> we are ready for now. No one's coming to visit, <laughs> but we're ready. Oh, no. We're ready though. Oh. Womp, um, womp. Yeah. Womp, womp. Okay. But, uh, so the next, the second first that I was going to say, um, was speaking of being sick, I, um, had this weird thing happening where like a couple days after you left, I had like a sore throat kind of, and I was like, Oh no, I'm getting sick. And then it would go away for a couple days and then it would come back and it would be like, Oh no, I'm getting sick. And then it would go away again. I was like, what? I don't, oh my God. I don't know if my body's just fighting it really well. You're or... not supposed to, your, your, your illnesses are not supposed to tease you. Like that is not, that's not what that's for. No. And it wasn't like, oh, I got a sore throat because my throat's dry or I got a sore throat because of allergies. Like this was legit sickness, sore throat, but it never right. developed anything. It was the weirdest thing. Ah. But, um, I did get a flu shot today, um, Ooh, for the first time that. ever. Oh my God. You've never had a flu shot? I know, I know, what? and the internet's going to hate me, but I just, I never really, like, 
I, it wasn't that I was against it, but I really, I mean, you know, like the internet's always torn on it. And so I never really had an opinion. And so no okay. one ever pushed me to like, no one pushed me one way or the other. And so I was just kind of agnostic, you know, like I was like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to do. So no one's, Flu no one's coming. shot agnosticism. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, wow. no, no one's coming at me with a needle. So I guess I just won't make this decision. Like I just won't commit to anything. And so, um, today my boss was like, Hey, have you got your shot yet? And I was like, uh, no. <laughs> what shot? And he was like, <laughs> yeah. And he was like, come on, we're going. And I'm like, what? I've never had one before. He was like, yeah, get in the car. We're going. And I'm like, your boss okay. drove you to get a flu shot. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. we had him at, we had him at work. So it was, um, oh, okay. he was going to get his. And so he took, he drove me over to the nurse's station to get, um, All right. well, so we just went together. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. like he drove me to Walgreens or something. <laughs> Come on. We're going right now. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So my arm hurts and I did feel like woozy for the first like, yeah. hour or two. Um, I seem okay right now. Yeah. But we'll see what happens. Yeah. That's, I usually have that where my arm's sore and then I just feel a little cruddy. Yeah. Like for probably about 24 hours after it. And then I'm fine. Like mm-hmm. it's not, but I need, I do need to get mine and I need to get the kids theirs and uh, all that good stuff. Even yep. though the last two years, like it hasn't mattered. Like we've all gotten the flu anyway. So yeah. <laughs> like, well, I remember them saying last year they didn't match it very well. Like, I right. guess because they just have to guess at what strand it'll be. But I think this year they're saying they they feel pretty good about it. I hope so, because it was sucked. Poor Kai. No. Oh. She was so sick. No. <laughs> but anyway. Yep. All right. Um, I think you have a book for us, don't you? I do. Today? I do. It's part of yes. our new format. I've got a yes. book report to give. Um. <laughs> Think, was that like an excitement bell? I don't yes, that was an okay. excitement bell. I'm going to have to find out other ways to use my bells since we, we've changed the format. <laughs> that's true. That's true. All right. All right. I'm cool. Just test it whenever you, you want right. to. All right. So the book I read was titled, Which Comes First, Cardio or Weights? By okay. a guy named Alec, Alex Hutchison, um, <laughs> which okay. is also in the 613.7. <laughs> Dewey Decimal System. <laughs> no, I don't remember. I don't remember exactly which uh, what his numbers were, but yeah. Um, cardio. Which came first, cardio or weights? Which yeah. came first? Okay. So that's a or long. Which comes first? Which? Yeah. Which? Which comes first? Which? Okay. Which comes first? Yeah. Um, so that's a long time debate between workout people. Is um, like if your workout includes both cardio and weights then are you supposed to run first and then lift weights or are you supposed to lift weights and then run? So that's like a huge just workout question, right? Okay. And the, so there's some people that's like, well, you need to work out first, but then, um, but then they're like, oh, but then your legs get, um, they're not as strong because you've burned them up while you're running. And then there's people that's like, oh, well you do your weights first, but then your cardio, like people say you should do your cardio first because you can, um, if you get your heart rate up, then you'll burn calories while you're lifting weights because lifting weights while you're actually doing it doesn't really burn many calories. Right. Um, yeah. And so there's always that big debate. So that's kind of what drawn that kind of drew me to the title of the book. Um, okay. And it was just a book about various fitness myths. It was not about that topic in particular. Oh, okay. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I did not that's read an, an entire book. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, that's a <laughs> lot. I, I, I don't know if I can make it through a book like this. <laughs> <laughs> that. No, 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 no. It was just about various okay. fitness myths. Myths. Okay. So I'm going to talk about, I wrote down a whole bunch of bullet points and I'll try, I'll go, I have a bunch that I really thought, and I actually read through it again and was like, you know, can I shorten these out some? And I was like, no, I really like them all. So if it runs too long, I'll just cut it short. But, um, okay. Otherwise I'll just start talking. All right. That sounds good. So this is, which comes first, Cartier Awaits by Alex Hutchinson. I will put it, ooh, you can get it for free on Kindle Unlimited if you have that subscription. So just there you go. Yeah. I'm going to put it in show notes. Okay. So I guess to start off, I will start with the question, weights or cardio first? Um, Okay. So uh, what it actually comes down to is whichever you're trying to focus on. So if you are a person that's trying to improve your um, miles per minute or whatever, like how, you know, your, your pace, um, if that's your focus or if cardio is your focus, then you need to do cardio first. Um, if you're trying to bodybuild and you're just fitting in cardio as like a supplement or an accessory to your workout, then you need to do weights first because what happens is whichever you do first, your body gets in that mode. So your body isn't actually very fast at switching. And I think that can kind (laughs) of, my body definitely is not fast at switching. (laughs) Well, you know like the people that do keto where they switch their bodies from burning carbs to burning fat like it takes like i don't know how many days but it takes like a couple days of eating like practically no carbs to make your body switch it doesn't like switch like oh you didn't need any carbs at dinner i'm gonna switch you know (laughs) because it's not that fast so um so the same thing with working out when you start your um if you start by doing cardio first then like your metabolism kind of ramps up and you're kind of like uh your body is just in that mode um but then if you do weights first and your muscles are kind of like are like burning and ready to go even though you run later so um you're just whatever your focus is is what you're supposed to do first well that was a pretty simple simple answer to that that yeah a really long question (laughs) (laughs) All right, all right. So um, yep. whichever you focus on, got it? Yeah. So yeah. myth um, number one. Yes. Answer. So, yes. So the the next one is, um, I thought this was really interesting. It takes three months of hard training to see muscle difference and six weeks to boost endurance. Um, so I think that's what happens a lot of times. People will start working out and they'll maybe work out for like a week or two and they'll be like, yeah. oh, I'm not seeing any definition. My workout must not be working. No, it takes right. three months of hard training to actually see muscle difference. That's nuts. Um, however, I don't even know if I've ever, except for the time that we uh, trained for the half marathon, I yeah. don't think I've ever actually trained for three months. No. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> Actually, uh, in all the times I've worked out, I've never done the same thing, I don't think, for three months. Like, worked on arms or whatever for three months, you know? Right, right. Um, but, so that you don't get discouraged, you actually start reaping the health benefits in me- like within, like, days. So... Oh, okay. Yeah, well, so even good. though... Yeah, so if you were to start working out this week, you know, by tomorrow, you would start seeing health benefits, but you just wouldn't see body differences. I see. For, okay, yeah. that makes sense. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Okay. Um, also kind of related to that. So, um, the cool thing is you can actually maintain. So if you were, let's say you worked out for like, well, let's say like the half marathon running training. So 
you did that, and then let's say you didn't run for two weeks. You can maintain your current fitness level for two weeks without any workouts. So, like, Ooh, if you were... Okay, you were, that's also good news. Yeah. So, if you were working out hardcore, and then you go on vacation, when you, when you come back, it's not like you've lost some stuff, you know? Right. And on top of that, um, you can actually do just a couple short workouts, can actually preserve it longer. So, let's say... You were currently doing a routine where you were running three days a week trying to train for that half marathon. You took off for, um, let's say you had to go on vacation and then you traveled for work and you were going to be, you weren't going to be able to, to go back to your three days a week schedule for like a month. Well, if you ran just like one day a week, you could actually preserve your current fitness level because it's easier to maintain than it is to build. So... If you just were able to fit in one run, by the end of that month, you would preserve your fitness level. Huh. You wouldn't backslide. Okay. Yeah. So I think a lot of people get discouraged when they get a system going and then they fall off for a couple of days. They're like, oh, you know, like I'm pretty much back to zero. But that's not the case at all. Right. Yeah. 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 So that was good. Okay. Um, okay. I think the rest of these, those kind of points kind of related to each other. I think the rest of them kind of jump around. So this will be just a bunch of rando information, but. Well, that's okay. Um, that's yeah. <laughs> is all health related. So it's, yeah. not, it's not completely random. It's fine. That's true. That's true. It's fine. Okay. Um, okay. So ellipticals. A lot of times you hear ellipticals or like if you're having knee problems, you can run on ellipticals and ellipticals are easier on the knees, but they don't develop functional muscle patterns. And what functional really? muscle patterns. Okay. Yeah, so functional is like, you know, when you actually have to do something. Like, if you were to bend over and pick something up, like, the muscles you use to do that is different than... Or, like, if you were to go run up a flight of stairs, you would probably use different muscles. Because you're having to stabilize your body and, you know, stuff like that. Where on elliptical, it's just a set motion. So, yeah, you're, you're building some cardio, but you're not actually building any functional muscle. Yeah. Muscles. Okay. So it's not saying it's bad. It's just like, you know. It's not good for muscle building. It may be good for cardio, but it's not good for muscle building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, this was interesting. So um, fatigue is regulated by your subconscious, not your physical limitations, like your muscles or your heart. So a lot of times when you're running and you're like, oh my God, I can't run another minute. It has uh -huh. actually very little to nothing to do with your muscle capabilities and almost all to do with your mental state. <laughs> what? Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> yes. I don't, agree. I don't agree. <laughs> I and argue. That's, that's I don't agree. <laughs> Objection. <laughs> Objection. <laughs> and that's why, um, like, you, you get these people that can run these ultra marathons where they're running any, an ultra marathon is actually anything over, I think it's like 36 miles at one time. Um, and that's because okay. apparently they just have a mental state that they're just like, whatever. Um, okay, look, no, now, okay. <laughs> and, and, um, to add to that, uh, you're, you actually perform better when you have a known goal in sight. So, for example... That I believe. Yes. <laughs> that, because that I believe after uh, several times of us running together and you being like, okay, well, we're going to get till we hit 1.5 miles. We're going to yeah. wait till we hit that corner. Yeah. 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 Or like when you actually go for race day, it's like you can magically push yourself more because you know yeah. there's an end in sight. Yeah. 
That's true too. I could definitely like. I think the yeah. best time I ever had was when we ran yeah. the half marathon, uh, and I did never. I never hit that before or since. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. I know there's another one over here. But I would like to say that I feel like, however, the one caveat to that is like it may be a mental state, but I do feel if you're running like. 36 plus miles there may come a point where you actually do damage or you know like fatigue your muscles oh oh yeah absolutely i think yeah i mean don't get me wrong there is definitely a point where your muscles are going to be like nope but it's probably not you know like if it's probably not after 1.5 miles yes exactly yeah it's going to be way higher or your heart can take way more than that you know yeah um so the funny thing is music, uh, listening to music can actually help you perform better um, because you you will automatically match the beat of the music. So if you listen yes. to like a faster, but also it distracts you from, from that subconsciousness of feeling tired or like you can't go on because yeah. the brain can only process so much. And so... <laughs> Like, oh my um, god, you trick your brain. Yes, because I'm like, your legs are hurting, but your brain is like, I don't have time for that. I've got to listen to this music, you know? Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. And I hadn't um, thought about that. Yeah. And some people watch TV or watch like Netflix or something while they're working out. And that's actually a little too distracting. And it can actually slow you down because then at that point, like, because you're having to pay attention to sound and video and it's right. not a fast beat. Um, you're focusing too much on the TV, the image, and then it can slow you down. So music yeah. is the best. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, isn't that funny? That's interesting. Like I knew that just anecdotally because I know that I do much better from listening to music. I just always have. Yeah. Um, if I'm, if I mean, unless we're like running together, it's like a social activity. But if I'm like yeah. on my own, yeah, like it's really hard unless I have music and then I'm like, I just go with it. Yeah. Um, but. That's interesting because I hadn't thought about, I just thought it was like motivational and like it made me want to, you know, yeah. I hadn't thought about the fact that it was like actively distracting me. That's yes. interesting. Yes. Um, I just read, we just read an article for my, for my class that I teach on, uh, on multitasking and how, you know, how it, people can't really multitask and like yeah. how your brain. And so it kind of fits into that too. So yeah, exactly. That's really interesting. Okay. Yeah. And, um, another interesting find that's kind of related is, um, sw- either swearing. So cussing or, um, imagining yourself doing something evil to someone that you don't like <laughs> is actually proven to enhance performance because what? <laughs> yeah because the swearing and or the imagining yourself doing something evil so the, the example they gave was like if you don't like somebody if you imagine yourself pushing them down the stairs um, oh my god <laughs> i know um but it triggers an a aggression like your um like as we talked about your lizard brain it triggers yeah. aggression in your brain to think about these acts or to cuss. So then that aggression gives you more adrenaline <laughs> and makes you perform better. I know, I but I'm just saying. I don't want to push anybody down the stairs. <laughs> well, it doesn't mean you actually Even, have to do it. But in my mind, I can't, I'm, like, I don't, I don't have fantasies like that. <laughs> well, I don't either. I don't even cuss. What do you think? I mean, I know, on. I was about to say, so what you've learned is that you need to take up cussing in yeah. order to improve your performance. 
I'm going to try. I'm going to take out like a week. Maybe next month that'll be my goal is just to cuss more. Um, oh my gosh, yes. It, cursing, it, cursing, boost, <laughs> cursing boot camp. Yes, because I think that's part of my sleepwalking problem too. I think because because I cuss in my sleep. So obviously my brain wants to cuss, but I'm not cussing. So it's like, I'm fine. <laughs> I'm just going to cuss whenever I can, you know? <laughs> cuss like a sailor. That's right. Improve performance and sleep better. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> better living through swearing <laughs> hey that's that's our that's our book we're gonna write that's right <laughs> yeah yeah so okay let's see um so regardless of your um back okay back to the uh rando points um mm-hmm. Regardless of what your exercise goals are, so let's say if you're trying to lose weight or if you're trying to train for something or just get in better health or whatever, um, aerobic exercise is crucial to your health. Like it is just proven because it helps your... So even if you have no interest in losing weight or if you have no interest in training for a marathon, um, getting in that aerobic activity is just good for your heart and good for, you know, just like good for your body, you know? Okay. That's good to know too. Yes. Because I prefer aerobic activity to weight training. Yes, yes. Um, Also, okay, so I thought this was really interesting, and I think this makes it definitely more um, feasible. So just climbing stairs for two minutes, five times a day. So I know that sounds kind of weird, but let's say at work you have Mm -hmm. some stairs, and let's say you do them before you go into work. And then you do them when you take like your 15 or whatever, if you take, I don't know who takes two 15 minute breaks, but uh, you get, you do it when you get there, you do it on your 15 minute break, you do it at lunch, you do it on your second 15 minute break, and then you do it before you leave. Um, that just that little bit of exercise for stairs, I don't know what, why stairs are the key. And maybe that's because you're doing cardio, but then you're also, because you're climbing the stairs, it also works your muscles, but, um, it produces significant fitness gains without the gym. Really? Yeah. They did this test with people and they were like showing better results than people that worked out every day. So, okay. So how many times a day? Two minutes. For five times a day. Times five. Okay. Yeah. And and you just climb the stairs two minutes. For two two minutes. minutes. Okay. Yeah. Five times a day. So does that mean, so you got to climb up the stairs and then climb down the stairs and climb up the stairs and climb down the stairs for two minutes? Yeah. So yeah, depending on, I mean, you know, obviously because your stair length could be different. So just go up and down for two minutes. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So, um, okay. So this is actually interesting for people that maybe have been working out and maybe not seeing the results that they need. But if you, okay. So when you're doing an exercise, if you decrease the number of reps, um, and go heavier, then that maximizes your strength. So that makes you stronger. But if you increase the reps, um, but and, you know, you'd have to drop the, drop the weight a little, but you increase reps that emphasizes muscular endurance. So mm. yeah. Does that make sense? So, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And then, uh, you always, regardless of which of those methods, so rather you're going heavy or you're going for more reps, you always go to go to failure on the last set um and you have to lift at least 50 percent of your one rep max to make a difference regardless of how many times so sometimes you'll hear like people say well i'm just toning so i'm gonna 
lift this 10 pound weight for 20 times. But if that 10 pound weight isn't at least 50% of their one rep max, then you're not actually developing your muscle at all. Yeah. So I didn't realize that. And so sometimes like I would be like, oh, I want to do a lighter day today. And I would just do a lighter weight or something. And I mean, so that kind of sucks that if you're doing less, one, it's a little hard and sometimes intimidating to figure out your one rep max because to figure out your one rep max, you have to literally try something until you can't anymore. And that can get really heavy. And so, um, yeah, so first you have to figure out your one rep max on everything. And then two, it sucks if all those workouts you did where you didn't do at least 50%. And then so basically you did nothing. It was like you didn't even work out. Uh, wow. Yeah. But I always thought that was interesting. And I think that's a good, always go to failure on the last set, uh, regardless of which way you choose. Um, I think that's yeah. a good tip and that's a good, always that's an easy go, way to Always measure. go to failure. That's a good life lesson actually. <laughs> yeah. Always, always go to failure. Yeah. Always go to failure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So the next one is. Oh, North Americans typically eat enough protein without extra. So a lot of people will be like, "Ugh, I gotta, I'm, I'm lifting weights. I gotta get my gotta protein eat. shake." Yeah, um, but honestly, just in the food that we eat, unless you're on, you know, some special diet like a vegan or vegetarian diet, you may not. But right. Just like if you're just eating a normal diet, you are likely getting enough protein without that extra protein shake. Right. That's definitely something that has come up with. Uh, with Thomas and his his new adjustment to uh, eating in his diet is like because before we ate so much protein, like yeah, that was like all we ate, and it's like oh well actually well I think he said that on on the podcast too. It's yeah. like it will become sugar if you just eat too much of it. So yeah, like you've got to make sure you eat enough, but you don't need to go overboard with it. Yeah, yeah. So that's been a big life lesson for me. Yeah. Um. Okay, so this is controversial, but I've actually heard this even before this book. I heard this um, okay recently is that you're actually not supposed to stretch before you do something. Uh, okay. Because static stretching where you like, for example, bend forward, touch your toes and don't move, you know, for 30 seconds. That is actually a bad thing because what happens is you're loosening your muscles. And so when you actually go try to do something they're not able to hold you in like they should. So let's say, Oh, okay. Yeah. So let's say you stretch and then you decide to go climb stairs. Well then like you're, you could twist an ankle because when you went to run up the stairs, your, your ankle muscles weren't as strong, you know? Right. Right. Um, and, um, stretching actually hurts performance they found. So they had someone like, for example, go run. And then they had a second person, um, stretch first and then go run. And they actually ran like, I don't know if, I don't know if they ran slower or just couldn't run as far, but they performed worse than their normal when they stretched. Oh, because wow. Yeah. So it actually hurts performance. If you're, if you care, like, I don't, I mean, I just work out to work out. I don't work out for performance purposes, but <laughs> if you did, if you're, if you're trying to perform, if you're an athlete, then, uh, right. it hurts it. And, um, you, it's okay to stretch after, but you're not going to help soreness. It just helps with flexibility. So, cause when you mm-hmm. stress out your muscles, you know, the next day you're, they're going to be tight and hard to move. So th- that will help your flexibility, but it will not help your soreness. Um, 
Huh. And, if, and if you just ex- absolutely want to stretch, like if you're just like, oh, my life, I've been told to stretch, you can do what's called um, dynamic stretches, which is where you um, don't stop. So, for example, if you gotcha. see someone, yeah, you just like bend down, put your toes and come right back up. Or you like, you know, you may like kind of do a deep step, like a lunge, but you'll just kind of do a deep step and then stand right back up. There's no holding. Right. Uh, that's okay, um, but do not static stretch before working out. That is bad, bad, bad. So what about yoga? Just don't do that before you work out? Is that Yes, yeah, do that okay. after, yeah. Okay, okay. Got um, it. Actually, this next point is um, yoga is great, but it's not usually enough to count as aerobic workout. Right. Well, I yeah. think I knew that already just because <laughs> yeah. I never actually. Yeah. <laughs> like, you don't breathe I'm hard. Like, yeah, I'm like, Apple Watch. Why don't you understand that I've worked out for 20 minutes? Like, yeah. yeah. One time, one time I even had the yoga activity selected and it kept asking me, oh, are you done with your workout? Are you still working? <laughs> and I'm like, yes, I'm still working out. Stop. Oh man. Yeah. Well, I mean like I'll put it on and it won't cause I guess the, shut up Siri. Siri, stop. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll put it on and like. Even though I have an activity going, it doesn't necessarily show it as exercise in my rings. Yeah. Because it's waiting for my heart rate to get high. And um, as we've talked about before, it takes a lot for my heart rate to get high. So it's really hard for me to actually get my exercise ring (laughs) complete because my heart rate's usually pretty low. Yeah. Which I guess is good, but difficult or (laughs) not helpful for the ring situation. No. No, exactly. Thomas Thomas always closes his rings, like every single day almost. I'm just like, why? I'm, wow. I'm so jealous. Yeah. Just because his heart rate is so high? Right. Which is probably not good. See, it's like, it's, no. it's, it is, uh, it's not helping with no. the things that it needs to help with. No. I'm going to write an angry letter. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. Okay. It's okay. Um, okay. Something else this, that is coming up and this, I, I also heard this outside this book, but, um, so previously if someone said core to you, you would think, oh, that's my abs, but, right, right. um, it is your abs, but it's also your hips. So hips are, huh. they are starting to include hips in your core. Okay. Um, and that's actually coming up personally in my shoulder issue because what's happening is, uh, what my new person that I'm working with thinks is that, um, so I naturally really tilt my pelvis forward. Like I basically arch my lower back, (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Stick stick out my butt. Um, so I really tilt that forward. And so, you know, when you do that, obviously your spine's not in the right place and all that kind of stuff. So it, um, just changes the way you're standing. And so thinks that that's putting, that's part of my I see. posture being wrong, which is putting pressure on other parts, which is causing my shoulder issue. Um, so I'm trying to, when I stand here, I'm trying to tilt my pelvis back. and But my hip flexors are likely tight because I have a desk job, so I sit all day, um, right, which yeah. shortens your hip flexors. Um, but I can totally see now, because of the issues that I'm working through, that yeah, hi- having your hips in alignment is super important for your core. Um, and so, yeah, hips, hips are part of your core. Hips are part of your core. Who knew? I know. I know. Um, okay. So, um, when you're injured, so used to, and this is like 
for surgery too, but surgery or injury, um, a lot of times people would be like, oh man, you hurt yourself. You got to take six weeks off or whatever. Um, but now they're actually saying that after the swelling is gone, that you can get moving immediately. Now that doesn't mean if you twist your ankle that you can go do jumping jacks, but that means that, you know, (laughs) go for a walk or something, but start moving as soon as possible. And, um, they actually told me that even like something as simple as when I had my gallbladder out, they were like, yeah, they were like, like just start going for a walk, you know, just start like, um, that kind of thing. And, um, they told a story in the book about some big, I think it was like an ice skater or something. And she, um, had some sort of injury and they did a controversial, her doctor gave her controversial advice and said like, after it was like one week or two weeks out of surgery that she should start skating again. Everybody was like, what are you crazy? Yeah. Um, but you know, it ended actually ended up cause she was trying to make it in time for the Olympics and she ended up being able to perform, um, because her doctor gave this advice. And then that's where they kind of realized, Oh, your body wants to move. You should actually move as soon as possible. Um, yeah. And when I had my wrist surgery um, to have my that cyst removed on my wrist, it was in a cast, and I think I think it was a week. I don't know exactly, but I think it was a week. And just from that short amount of time of not moving, when it came out of the cast, like I almost couldn't move it. Um, like my oh, muscles, man. yeah. And I had to work through physical therapy to start moving it again. But your body can get like set in its ways like that in that short amount of time it can already forget like how to move Um, right so yeah as soon as if you have injury or surgery as soon as your swelling goes down you should actually start moving um and building up again okay Um, yeah i mean i and i think we talked about this in the podcast already but i definitely saw that whenever i uh like the difference between after kess was born after kai was born Mm -hmm. because like Mm -hmm. kess i was just like oh god i don't want to move and then with kai i was like all right i'm ready i'm going i'm up i'm moving like yeah i felt so much better after you know my my uh labor and and birth after kes or kai's birth than i did with kes yeah um i was able to go upstairs like you know all kinds of stuff yeah absolutely um and also, there's always a question of if you're sick, should you exercise? Because a lot of people like to use that as an excuse. Like, oh, I'm sick. I can't work out. <laughs> but actually, if your sickness is just above the neck, so if you just have like a sinus infection or, you know, runny nose or sore throat, um, you should actually work out and it can actually speed recovery because... Um, when oh. you when you start, yeah, when you start working out, it circulates the blood, which circulates the blood cells that fight off the illness. Maybe that is why um, it, the other night, whenever oh, <laughs> I was yeah. sick. Because <laughs> you're up moving around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. That's yeah. obviously, I was circulating the blood cells. That's right. Um, you know, now you obviously don't want to go hardcore on that workout, but you still want to do something, <laughs> you know? So, yeah. Um, Okay, so, oh, this is really sad. So, starting in your mid-30s, you lose 1% to 2% of your muscle um, each year and 9% of aerobic fitness. However, if you at least do a um, regular exercise, it slows this dramatically. But 1% to 2% of your muscle and 9% of your aerobic fitness. So, 9% 9 every year? Every year. Yeah. That's bananas. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, so yeah. 
we we're about we gotta we gotta get on that yeah oh, i'm 40 it's too late for me if it was nine percent every year late. i'm already <laughs> it's like i'm already at 50 percent of what i used to be it's over it's over for me no it's not um, too late for you but it's too late for me it's i don't think it's nine percent of your original it's nine percent proportional to where you are <laughs> So it's not fifty okay. percent, but it's still probably like. Whatever. So I've got to raise my cardio awareness or <laughs> like <laughs> cardio ability ten percent each year to keep up. Yeah, yeah. There's but no way. You, There's no if, way. But if you work out, no, you don't have to. You don't have to raise it. Okay, so what it would probably be <laughs> if you tried, if we tried to run a half marathon right now, it There's would probably. No way. But, <laughs> It would be a lot harder than what it was when we did it before. However, <laughs> yeah, you, you think? <laughs> yeah. However, once we got there, um, once we got to the point, it, remember, it's very easy to maintain. So, and it's, this says that if you regular exercise slows this dramatically. So it doesn't mean that you have to constantly improve. It just means you just have to do something. <sighs> <laughs> I don't, I don't I like know. it. I know. No, sir, I don't like it. Um, <laughs> another thing is um, some people assume or claim that running hurts your knees, but running does not hurt your knees. In fact, they found that runners, people that run regularly had less, like there's just some like normal age deterioration that happens in your knees. And yes. the people that ran actually had less uh, of that because they were keeping their knees strong. So this is what, this is just anecdotally what, what I have experienced when I run not on a treadmill, yeah. I, I have no problems. If I run on a treadmill, I really have issues. I don't know why that is, huh? but like that seems cause it should be the opposite way. Yeah. Cause treadmills yeah, are think. supposed to be like easier, slower impact or whatever. But yeah, mm-hmm. it seems like for me anyway, because I'm saying this, like I run all the time and I haven't <laughs> run in like five years, but you know, outside yeah. of yeah, five years ago. Yeah, well, and honestly, if you if you tried to run right now, let's say tomorrow, oh, you God. were like, "I'm going to start running." No. Uh, no. For the first no. week or two, you would probably have knee pain, but that doesn't mean right. it's that just means your knees have to build back up. It doesn't right. mean that you're hurting your knees. Right. Yeah. Um, and actually, <sighs> strength training and jarring sports like running or basketball are actually good for your bones and your spine because of the constant jarring and like, um, like that, just that movement actually strengthens your spine. So, um, cycling. Well, by that, I mean, by that, uh, idea or by that logic, then sex would be good for you too. So just have more sex. That's really what. (laughs) That's true. Well, at least probably (laughs) for your spine. I don't know about your other bones, but yeah. Uh, but Cycling, swimming, or ellipticals actually don't do much because there's no impact. So, yeah, again, those work for your cardio, but don't work for your the rest of your body. Okay, not not to say you can't do them, just they're not optimal. Well, okay, okay, continue. Okay, Uh, you can be obese and fitter than a thin person, um, which I think obviously I think that's coming out more and more, but right. um, and what they mean by fit is that you're less likely to die. I don't know how they determine that, but <laughs> I don't know what tests they do to be like, oh, yep, you could die tomorrow. You know, I don't, I don't know how they determine that, but uh, 
just because you're thin, because some people genetically are thin, um, right, but that does right. not mean that you're actually fit. Um, exactly. Which is, I think, is where I come in because, no, no, not lately. I haven't been working out, but I think by looking at me, people would assume that I'm not super fit, but then we do but some you were sort like, of so fit. Yeah, <laughs> um, I'm deceivingly fit. It's all part of my incognito cover up. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Yep. Yes. All right. Um, okay. As you lose weight, um, you actually need to increase your workout intensity to offset your body's efficiency, um, not necessarily increase your workout. So what will happen is people will lose weight, then they plateau, and then they're like, oh, you know, like I can't fit in another hour of working out or whatever. But um, so what you would do is if you're currently running one mile in 10 minutes, you would try to run one mile in nine minutes. You wouldn't okay you wouldn't add a, another minute to your running okay yeah so you just go f- run faster yeah and and, okay. and uh yeah so you increase your intensity to offset your efficiency yeah increase your intensity not your time yes exactly okay okay i'm almost done uh which is good because <laughs> we're like this book yes there is um okay so this is why it took me so long it took me forever to get through this book and part of it was yeah no it's so not, much I mean, data so- Right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, This was super interesting. Um, Cutting your food intake or exercising for the same deficit results in the same weight loss, but exercise benefits other things like blood pressure, cholesterol, etc. So what they did was they had two groups of people. One group of people, they said, you don't have to work out and we're just going to cut your calories by 500 calories a day. You know, whatever. Okay. This other group, they said, we're going to give you, um, okay, so let, wait, let's say the current group was currently eating 2,000. Let's say that. And they dropped them. They said, we're going to drop you at 500. So now they're eating 1,500 calories. Um, so then for the other group, they said, okay, we're going to feed you 2,000 calories, but we're going to work you out. So run or whatever. I don't, they didn't specify what workout they did, but right. they're going to work out to burn 500 calories. So, okay. Each group at the end of the day was only had a net calorie intake of 1500 calories. They lost exactly the same amount of weight, which I think is interesting because a lot of times people will say like, um, if you want to lose weight, you know, it's, it's really more in what you're eating, which is true because if you, (laughs) the amount of calories that you burn during a workout is not hardly anything. So you could right, run, right. you know, you could run three miles and then eat like a donut and you've totally just blew everything. So, right, exactly. So you have to work out a lot harder. But anyway, in this research, they had them do exactly the same deficit and they lost exactly the same amount of weight, which is impressive. Okay. okay. However, the group that lost weight by adding exercise improved their body metrics, so blood pressure, cholesterol, etc the group that lost weight just from not eating as much did not improve their health metrics. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Super interesting. Yes. Yeah. That was one of the, the most interesting things, I think. That's really interesting. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. If you cut calories, if you do cut calories, keep your protein high to avoid muscle loss. So don't be like, um, 
Now, I don't think high, like earlier, not overly high, but like if you're going to cut something out, don't cut protein out, you know, like keep eating your chicken and whatever, or beans. Right, right. (laughs) Uh, Because (laughs) protein is what helps you keep your muscles. Um, So aerobic, and I think we already knew this, aerobic burns more calories, but strength increases metabolism. So if I want a quick fix, if I want to lose... 10 pounds in a short amount of time. I, yeah, I can go run every day. But if I right. if I work out every if I lift weights every day, I'm going to slowly increase my metabolism so that a year from now, I can eat that cheeseburger and not gain weight because I've I've actually improved my metabolism. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So muscles is where it's at. Really. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, like I said, you. Yeah. Uh, sitting all day is bad, obviously. I don't know why it's bad, but it is bad. I don't know. So uh, stand or walk. So, you know, if you can at work, get a, I, I just bit the bullet and my work wouldn't buy me a standing desk, but they have one on Amazon now that's uh, $94. And so um, I just bought a convertible standing desk at work and uh or for work nice and, I, and now i use that and then but if you can't do that um at least get up and walk around a little bit don't sit all day right um i need to do that i i've got a convertible sitting desk at work and i'm always sitting down what <laughs> <laughs> yeah you should definitely so like what i usually do is i um when i very first come in because i'm still pretty sleepy you know uh, yeah well, when yeah. i first when i first come in i usually sit for the first like 30 minutes to an hour just while i'm kind of waking up and drinking my coffee and then i raise it up and then i um i'll sit at lunch so while i'm eating so I'll take 15 30 minutes to eat i'll sit while i'm eating and then i'll stand for the rest of the day so that's kind of okay. usually, I don't know if that's too much standing. I don't know. Is so much standing too much? I don't know. But I'm standing a lot, which helps my shoulder. So that's all I care about. Okay. Um, so earlier in the uh, mental state of kind of affects your performance. So mental fatigue does affect per- physical performance. So like if you're at work all day and you're having a rough day at work and then you go try to work out, your workout is going to suffer because you have I believe that. I stressing. totally, totally believe that. Me too. You're just not in it, man. <laughs> um, oh, this one you're going to, you're going to disagree with me, but um, prolonged, uh-huh. <laughs> prolonged exercise releases endorphins, um, AKA that's where the runner's high comes from and can be addictive. So that's where you get the people that are addictive to working out because they'll chase this runner's high. But it is prolonged exercise releases endorphins. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> I knew. I know you're like BS. Well, to be fair, so this is what I will say is that one of the things that we discovered about Lexapro is that it actually does help you regulate your endorphin levels, and that there is a, a oh. possibility that those or maybe it was serotonin levels i can't remember now but yeah whatever reason like there's a possibility that that was not where it needed to be for me so there's a possibility that i just wasn't experiencing that because i my brain was not creating the right amount of chemicals at all anyway so it just wasn't doing anything so it'd be interesting for me to actually try that now that i'm on yeah you know anti-anxiety meds so yeah i We'll see if I if I experience it. Maybe there's a yeah. thing that I just haven't experienced yet. Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay, I'm excited. I don't know. The hard part is building up to prolong to to building up to prolong exercise before you get well, the how, high. You know. So, so how how much exercise is prolonged exercise? Like, is I didn't is? say. Yeah, All I just right. said prolonged. So I don't know. I need I need an, I need an amount. <laughs> <laughs> I need an amount. Okay. I'll see if I can find an amount. Okay, um, I'm gonna look it up. Prolonged exercise equals yeah. I only have yeah. two more points. Wait, are, did you find something real quick? Are you I'm gonna still look it working? Up I'm looking okay. it up. Go ahead. Okay. Okay. Um, training with a group actually leads to greater endorphin production, also because of our primal tribe need or whatever, however you want to okay. say that. Because of our, yep. you know, caveman desire to be in a tribe. Um, if you work out in a group, you're actually perform better. I believe that. The other thing that I've heard, and I can't remember now where I read this, but somewhere I had heard that you actually, one of the ways to like improve or increase or like, um, like, like if you want to bond with somebody, yeah. if you want to like have an emotional connection to somebody, one of the things you could do is do things together, like physical things, go move. So walk or run or huh. whatever, because that is going to help you bond with that person. You know, um, that's funny, which obviously I feel like that's true. Yeah. <laughs> well, I do too, because the two people that I'm closest to is you and Matt. And what did I do with both of you? But was run <laughs> like we, yep. Him and I and you and I both had weekly running days. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That was weekly buddy time before it became a podcast. That's right. That's right. <laughs> We've been doing weekly buddy time for like, I don't know, 10 years now. <laughs> exactly. Oh. Uh, before, I don't think we could have made a podcast out of it. No, no. It would have been really boring. It just would have been like, like yeah. Be stomp, like, stomp, <laughs> stomp, stomp. <laughs> stomp, stomp, stomp. Yeah. It would have been it. Uh, okay, so so what's going on with you? <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just around this corner, Devin. Uh, yeah. All right, last point. All right, um, exercise makes you smarter and improves memory. And the harder the exercise, the better. Um, but aerobic oh. is actually better than strength. So if you are going to go run a mile and you really push yourself. Um, that's better than lifting some heavy weight, but yeah, exercise makes you smarter and improves memory. I think that just has to do with blood flow would be my guess. Blood flow to the brain. Interesting. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as a a follow-up, the only thing that I could find on prolonged exercise is like this very long, um, like National Institute of Health article yeah. That I I am not gonna read. So, <laughs> All right. So I don't know. Let's just say longer than ten minutes. There you go. Oh, <laughs> that's a special weekly buddy time definition of prolonged exercise. That's <laughs> a Stacy on the spot. <laughs> Stacy on the spot. Stacy on the spot. So, okay. There you go. That's All my right, book report. Awesome. Lots well, of, I learned a lot of that. stuff. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, and now now all of our listeners have learned it too. Yeah. Whew. 
I think this is a good time to remind our listeners that if you would like to find us, uh, yes. we are at weeklybuddytime.com. You can find us on Facebook, uh, yep. facebook.com slash weeklybuddytime. Yep. Uh, please feel free to like our page and to mm-hmm. send us comments and give us love because, yes. you know, we, we love love. Yes. <laughs> and because of our new format, um, if there's some sort of health gimmick or anything that you want us to try (laughs) or review, I would love to hear it. And it can be anything from like, we tried Noom. So like a, um, some sort of software type thing, or if if you want me to try the shake, wake, shake, shake, weight or whatever, (laughs) you know? Okay. I want you, I want you to try the shake, weight, And then I want video of that is what I want. That's what Devin needs in Devin's life. (laughs) That's what Devin needs in their life. Yeah. So, yeah, if, if anybody has any kind of, like, health myth or product that you want us to review or try, I would love to get some suggestions. Absolutely. Now, assuming it's not, like, $100, I'm obviously not going to spend $100 to just try <laughs> yeah, something. Aren't, aren't, aren't the shake weights $100? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But, like, <laughs> so the Noom had, like, a free weight. trial. You know, like, yes. most things have a free trial. So, yeah. I'm looking up shake weight. <laughs> How much do they cost? Anyway. Yeah. All right. Um, well, I think, yeah. Yeah. I think that's it. That does it. That's probably all we have time for. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think we should go on. We're 57 minutes in, so I think we should wrap it up. Wrap this up. Wrap it up. Yep. Yep. All right. Well, I love you, Stacey. Love you too. Bye. Bye. A Hoots Media Production.